This episode is sponsored by Greenpeace. Greenpeace is a movement of people who are passionate about defending the natural world. Their vision is a greener, healthier and more peaceful planet. One that connects people and nature to ensure that we can sustain life for generations to come. Their main areas of focus are defending the climate, forests and oceans. They're also really big on anti-fossil fuel campaigns like Stop Campbell, which is really close to our hearts. What sets Greenpeace apart are their methods for bringing about positive change, using investigations, research, political lobbying and peaceful direct action to expose environmental abuse and to champion solutions. Their work is designed to transform government, industry and society and being independent of any corporate and or government funding, they have no permanent allies or foes. They really work with whoever their analysis shows has the power to make change happen. Check out and support their work at greenpeace.org.uk. Hi, I'm Michaela Loach. And I'm Rebecca. And this is the Yikes Podcast. Welcome back to another season of Yikes. I yeah, we're so excited. Um so excited to be back. Um wow, it's been it's been a while. It's been a long time. I feel like this was our longest break ever yet. Yeah, for sure, but I think it I think it was so important we were finally kind of practicing a bit of what we preach. Yeah. And also, if you're new to the podcast, um welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, the Yikes podcast is the podcast about all the things that make us yikes in the world, all those things that can be overwhelming. Um, that can make us want to run away from them but instead we say we need to lean into the yikes of the things and we need to transform that energy into action together yeah and we talk about all things like climate justice uh, anti-repression activism organizing um kind of like reflections maybe on our own kind of like values mm -hmm. all of these things and yeah hope to kind of uh, show the connection between all of them um and yeah and today we're going to talk about perfectionism um, I don't know why we did that weird introduction well, to that was really awesome. <laughs> We have to get back into the groove of the podcasting world. But I mean, it, a, lot has, a lot has changed. Actually, yeah. before we talk about perfectionism and stuff, um, maybe to like add some context. I have moved to Jamaica in a time that we have not been recording yeah. the podcast, which is quite a big thing um, for the time being. Um, Joe has been working on their whole PhD, which is like, a, a big thing to be doing <laughs> yeah i mean actually in the time off i took the uk government's court we even got we, like like loads yeah. of loads of stuff happened in that time <laughs> yeah it wasn't like a hundred percent hundred percent rest as mm. we were not recording but i think like just being able to not have to kind of i mean already balancing a lot of different kind of things and juggling all of that mm. and then being now able to kind of think of like, oh, okay, we're like super excited to get back into the podcasting and actually feel like we have the brain space and capacity to do that. Um, mm. Yeah, just feels really like right, I think. Like that's, yeah, it's like really nice to listen to kind of that and have that also as like a collaborative kind of like, we both like call each other and we're like, should we take a break? And so, yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's like super nice. And yeah, exactly. And I think that hopefully in the time off, we've got more ideas that are less stale rather than having to force <laughs> ourselves to i don't know how people do podcasts daily i've never mm -hmm. understood that um like weekly is even hard I'm yeah not gonna lie. yeah um especially because both of us have full-time other things and other mm -hmm. things going on um and i guess this kind of goes into a bit of talking about perfectionism today because mm -hmm. We're going to talk about perfectionism in lots of different ways and how it impacts our lives, how it impacts activism, how it impacts work, um, and how I think that there's this um, kind of prevailing narrative, especially in social justice spaces, of almost like we all need to be perfect activists and perfect mm. people in order to be doing this work. But I think that's really counterproductive to actually doing the kind of work that's necessary to transform worlds or build new worlds, because that work requires transformation and therefore there's obviously going to be something that's changed. Mm. Um, whereas this idea that we all have to, can't have made any mistakes or that we all have to do everything exactly perfect and right is kind of just like in complete opposite to the reality of the world. Hi everyone. Um, we are popping in just before we get into the episode, just to give a few definitions. We realize that we use 
a bit of terminology here and there um, in this episode and not everyone might might not know what that means and that's totally fine mm. evidently this episode is is very much about it being fine to not know what things mean um so whilst we always encourage um having a little search a google of what maybe some certain terminology means as we're going through the episode um we also thought it might be helpful for us to define a couple of things so the first thing that we talk about quite a lot and that i mentioned quite a lot is an the idea of abolition so abolition simply just means the the idea or the the abolishing a system a practice an institution but what we're talking about when we talk about abolition um is abolishing prisons the police um structures that cause harm in our society um in contrary to reforming these things so rather than just trying to allow these harmful systems to continue to exist but in different ways we're talking about abolishing these harmful systems so making them obsolete making them non-existent um and if people want to dive into those ideas a bit more um we'd really recommend listening to the episode that we did with kelsey from cape um which is community action against prison expansion that episode was called why we need to abolish prisons in the uk um and also um there's a new book out called brick by brick um abolishing prisons in oh, uh, building a a world without prisons i believe yeah um and it's by cradle community it's brilliant and it goes into all of the harmful systems that need to be abolished and why we need to abolish them and it is really brilliant and this all seeps into so much else of what we are doing yeah and um sort of related to that we also kind of um mentioned a few other things in this episode that are um I guess they're kind of like big words when we don't know them um, mm. and they are kind of like linked to um, different forms of domination and hierarchy. Um, so we mentioned white supremacy, mentioned capitalism, patriarchy, ableism um, and fatphobia and um, maybe a few others. Um, if you don't know what they are specifically, then um, yeah, we just encourage you to maybe Google them. Um, at some point we will make uh, maybe an episode more on you know, political thought and theory and all of these things. But mm -hmm. these terms um, re refer to different domination systems and hierarchy systems and supremacy, um, you know, white supremacy um, of yeah, whiteness or ableism, um, the discrimination um, based on ability and uh, body and um, health, I, I suppose. And so different complex, but also not so complex uh, things. And yeah, it's totally fine if you don't know what those those things meant before we're all learning we're all growing just have it like just have a search we, we, all, we all have google or ecosia don't know what's, whatever your, is your jam um <laughs> we hope that you enjoy this episode so odd because i think when people you know when you're active for social change obviously you know that perfectionism doesn't actually exist because you're literally wanting to change things right and like therefore you already know that actually things are not perfect or the people around you are not perfect because you're all learning or unlearning and wanting to change uh, collaboratively And yet there's this thing, and I notice this so much with myself of like, well, but I should be perfect already, um, mm. you know, and I, I don't know. I think for me, I feel like it doesn't come, I think it comes or it tries to come from, from a good place because I want to show up as like the best version of myself for the people around me, like, you know, and, mm. um, but in the process of that, you do actually harm yourself. And mm. I mean, by that also others, because of course, you know, when you hold yourself to such high standards, even though we might say, oh, we don't do that with other people in some way, we will, you know, maybe it maybe it's a bit different um, because we do have maybe more grace for other people because sometimes we are our biggest critics, you know, of our mm. of ourselves. But I do. Yeah, it's so weird because like we should like know that like perfectionism doesn't actually exist, especially as people wanting to change the world, you know, and changing everything. And so, yeah, it's just like really this like kind of like counterintuitive or like counterproductive 
like narrative actually that we I, th I think that we are taught you know of like you have to be perfect and unless mm. you're perfect you shouldn't show I don't know what you do whether it's like creative work whether that's academic I mean even or just the the whole of who you are like literally yeah I that's think, true yeah I think what you're saying makes resonates a lot with me especially around what you're saying with um like it comes from a good space wanting ourselves to be perfect because it especially in actors and spaces because that perfection means not causing harm like we want we don't want to cause harm to the people around us and so we don't want to be people who cause harm but mm -hmm. I think that in that space there's almost this like um yes it's rejection of, of reality which I think it means that we can actually maybe be causing more harm but being yeah not, not wanting to be aware of it I think there's something that um the Real Rin star on Instagram, I remember they did a video that was talking about like when you don't realise you could be the enemy, like you you, you can become the villain without, mm. um, and you've you've gone so far um, into that, um, that you could have actually maybe helped your way out of that if you hadn't been trying to pretend that you can't cause harm. I've definitely mm. expressed that so <laughs> much worse than they did. No, um, I got it. <laughs> but, I, yeah, but I think that that's what can sometimes happen when we're trying to be perfect is that we just get in our own way as well in mm -hmm. even growing or changing um I think of that with myself a lot like I think also it makes you fall into this like guilt zone where I don't do anything sometimes because mm. I'm like oh if I can't do it perfectly then I shouldn't do it or if I can't yeah if if I can't be this perfect person that doesn't exist then oh then I then I just can't do anything because I'm like in this spiral of feeling like I'm a terrible person because I've done something one thing mm. wrong when the reality is as humans we do do things wrong. And yeah. on like a less deep scale, I was um, this week, actually, I remembered that my old blog posts were still online and I, my stomach, because like, <laughs> <laughs> I just from embarrassment. Did you read them? Well. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that must have been so cringe. <laughs> yeah. Because I started my blog when I was still at school and had like gone vegan and like, I don't know, like it was in the time when like we're around Brexit and Trump and all that kind of jazz going on. And I was this like angsty teenager who was like angry at the world and thought I could change everything or whatever. And started this blog, but it was so cringy. It's honestly like, it was quite painful to read again. But all, and it, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I archived loads of these posts just because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want people to read them and think this is what I think now. Mm hmm. But also reading them, I was like, oh, I've actually grown so much. And I'm glad that I was able to like challenge those ideas and realize mm -hmm. I didn't know everything. Um, and that even what I was saying, even when, when it was cringy and not perfect, like I'm glad that I was even trying, even if mm -hmm. it wasn't perfect. And I, and I look back and I'm like, if I had, if I'd not said anything, if I'd not bothered to write these blog posts, which yeah, I mean, were quite cringe but mm. were me trying to do something like yeah. to like to articulate these things and in many ways I think that it's quite brave to like talk about social issues publicly even if it's mm -hmm. just to, like this was just to my friends my blog didn't reach much further than the people mm -hmm. I knew um but we we need to encourage people to like to to try and to yeah. try and talk about these things and to try and have that bravery and that and I think perfectionism can get in that way because it's like oh if you haven't done it totally right then it's then you shouldn't do it at all but mm -hmm. actually I think that it's it's only by trying that actually I think we work a lot of this stuff out no you're so right I guess like also I mean kind of like uh the, I feel like like a thread that um just came out from what everything like you were saying is also this like if we hold if we think well we have to be perfect it's kind of this like um barrier like it creates a barrier to also being accountable to others right because when mm. when then you are actually being called in or you know like kind of someone says like this wasn't a good thing that you did or whatever um when you actually do think you like when you have created this illusion of perfectionism around you mm -hmm. then you know you're actually not being able to actually respond in a in a way that you will actually receive those messages and mm. i guess like that is something that you know, especially when we want to work uh, as a collaborative and like, you know, want to actually be able to challenge ourselves. And like, it's so nice, I guess, to be able to reflect on like the progress we make. Like, I mean, sometimes I feel like I write something like one day and then the next day after having like finished another chapter of like a book and I'm like, oh, okay, like everything has changed now. Like, how can yeah. I sometimes, I think this is something that's like perfectionism also in the speed of the world that 
we are in or sometimes that I act like, of course, there, there are maybe faster paced times um, in the year for me or not. But like to think that I could be perfect, like perfect or, you know, aspire to perfectionism when actually I'm learning every day and like I'm cha being challenged and I'm challenging like every day, then like, well, what would that actually mean for perfectionism? Like, you know, it would mean that I can actually never change anything anymore ever again and like that's such a sad mm -hmm. outlook on life and also it's yeah. quite dehumanizing to myself but also to others right like yeah no for sure and I think that like yeah perfectionism with ourselves breeds fragility like we are so fragile whenever we're challenged on anything because we think that we're perfect and then that this shatters our whole idea of ourselves. And therefore we, we can't actually grow and change as much. But also, yeah, what you're saying, it'd be so boring. What a boring yeah. world if we were all like knew everything already. We were so perfect. Yeah. Like I'm excited by the idea that I can learn so much more and that I will change so much. And that's something that looking at my old blog, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, wow. If in, I don't know when I started the blog, like seven years ago, maybe mm -hmm. if in seven years, I've like developed like how I see the world this much, like where am I going to be in seven years from now? Mm -hmm. And that, I think before I would have thought of that as like almost like a failure. Like, mm -hmm. oh, why don't I know everything now? Why do I need to, like, why is it going to take so long to understand things? But no, it's exciting. And like, I think we just need to be excited by that change. Yeah, I do feel like maybe the framing of like, unless it causes harm to others, because I do think that I, I mean, of course, like we also all grow, right? We all unlearn mm. narratives that we are taught in our societies that are very harmful But I guess, um, and there's maybe this like crux of like, so how do we kind of give people the space to unlearn maybe certain things that they were brought up with or, you know, certain things, mm -hmm. but also hold certain actions accountable and certain things accountable. And I guess that's something that through social media is changing so much where, you know, you can find a tweet from someone from seven years ago and you don't actually know mm -hmm. if that's still their values or not. And um, mm -hmm. you know, certain maybe narratives are then constructed around this person, but maybe it is still also their value, right? And then, or should we hold them accountable from for an action that happened seven years ago? Like, so I feel like that's... This is, and this, this is what I find really mm -hmm. difficult, actually. Like, I find this all really difficult because if we're going to transform the world, that requires us people to change, you know, like it requires all of us to change. Mm -hmm. And I just, it does, it does feel a bit weird to me that we're expecting that all of, that no one was ever like not great you know what I mean like I think people I even think about what I when I was at school mm -hmm. like what what I would have would have how I would have acted or said mm -hmm. just because of how the world was at that time and like how I mean obviously I wasn't this like terrible person but 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 how you're made into oh if you like weren't totally perfect yeah then then you must be a wholly terrible person yeah yeah of course and for me that also goes against like abolitionist mm -hmm. values as well of like this idea that like for sure like all of us are inherently good and all of us are inherently have value and that all of us have the capacity and the ability to be transformed and to change. Um, and this is where I think I find a lot of that really difficult because I'm like, then, then are we saying that like the people now mm -hmm. who, many, many people now who, who do cause harm, that all of them do not have a place in society at all in this future that we're fighting for? Like, because then that to me plays into a lot of like carceral logic mm. of like, oh, we're going to separate you. And it's like, how do we have accountability for the harm that's caused whilst and hold on to the fact that, that people can be transformed and can change and and can have a place? Do, do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, I think it resonates a lot. And I guess I, I didn't actually like mean accountability in the, like in that sense. Like, I guess, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I guess when I think of accountability, um, and maybe also like causing harm in various different ways. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, something that like when you see someone's like post resurface or something, when mm -hmm. you are in their immediate community, then there is this space mm -hmm. maybe for us to check in with each other and be like, hey, like, you know, yeah. I saw this 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 thing that you posted ages ago. I wanted to talk about it. Um, you know, can mm -hmm. we have a chat? And then and maybe there's like mm -hmm. the space of where we can see how our values have transformed. Maybe, you know, it's a good idea to to do sometimes like the deleting and like if, if you have moved on, you know, but I do think in general mm. also, sometimes it's hard for us. And I feel this a lot sometimes when we think of different worlds and what accountability 
would look like in those worlds because we're not used to it at a level that is actually based around, you know, abolitionist principles where we really kind of want want change rather than to want to mm. change the person like quickly, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's something that um, I think has to be fleshed out so much more and that doesn't often happen maybe in our spaces, especially I think in maybe like, I mean, for us, maybe in like an activist space, you know, like how do we, mm. how do we deal with something that has been said or done in a way that, mm. um, can, you know, gives people multiple chances if they are, if we are as a collective willing to work on this together, you know, and I think we should be working mm. on these things together, but also I guess they will, they have to be found, there have to be ways where like people have to be safe and that's like the priority and accountability mm. should always be there wanting to be transformed and this is i guess where perfectionism comes in again you know of like well the person has to be ready to be transformed and we have to be ready to Mm. also be transformed in the progress right and so if we think ourselves Mm. as perfect or as our social movement as perfect which it never is then we're not ready to Mm. be transformed and therefore i think the process will be i don't know if it's impossible but so much harder you know i don't know i feel like this is Mm. where i'm at right now but my yeah, if people would like to explore these ideas yeah. um, a bit more, I'd really recommend mm. Adrian Marie Brown's um, We Will Not Cancel Us. Um, they're just diving into these ideas there. Um, and it's a really great resource um, and space to think about this stuff a bit more. Um, I also think that this these ideas of perfectionism, um, just yeah. especially in our movement spaces, but in the world as a whole, like breed, like isolationism and individualism. Like mm. it's got us all like criticizing ourselves and making it about us so much, but also like criticizing each other and like ousting each other from spaces or just, yeah, never, Mm -hmm. I I think sometimes never really seeing the fullness of a person and and putting them, making them into like an object or um, into, or on a pedestal um, rather than someone. And I think that in that space that there's like love lost for ourselves and for our own humanity, but also for like our wider community. And that's why I think community needs to come in because like real community isn't perfect it's messy and like it's loads of different people but it's based on a mutual understanding of the respect of each other and the humanity of each other and, and love for each other and that's where and also in, it's in community spaces that I think that true accountability can happen and that's where it should really be happening I think that that's where maybe some online spaces have like got a bit lost is that mm. who is and who isn't in your community has is like so blurred now like like where is community in this online world as well in this individualized world um and i think it's really hard for us to have real accountability processes Mm. happen that are transformative if we don't feel like community is definitely the Um, basis kind of accountability right because you have to have certain levels of trust and yeah just being uh connected i guess in Mm. some way but yeah i feel like what you were saying around, you know, how this world is really shaping this like perfectionism, I feel like through like, you know, capitalism and like white supremacy, patriarchy, all of these things of, you know, I mean, this establishing of hierarchy even very much is like this, like, set, like you know, creates these like um, narratives of like, what is the idea mm-hmm. or what is like the perfect image, right? And like, I mean, we've seen this throughout history where something and and obviously also now where something is like um mm. not even like idolized but it's like seen as this like perfect image and everybody has to i guess i kind of aspire to that or falls out of those categories and um how we internalize that and you know see ourselves in that see each other and i guess i mean even like thinking around like maybe capitalism where you know you commodify everything and a product in the economy should be like perfect right otherwise it doesn't sell well but obviously with humans that's like mm. not like that can't be thing and also mm. i mean also with many products actually you know like the way we see fashion like why is it so bad if something you know is not um like the perfect image you know like why like isn't there also like beauty in that and you know this like kind of like mm-hmm. yeah like i feel like this like complete dehumanization like completing taking away from the process where it's come from the shaping and everything um is something that's so much constructed in our world and i guess that's where you know why it's so hard for many of us to kind of like Mm. unlearn these things Mm. like 
when you were saying that, I was thinking, especially right, you were saying like capitalism and like products and needing to be perfect. It's almost like this threat that you'll be made obsolete if you're not perfect, that you like mm-hmm. won't be oh valuable gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. in this world. And, and how much that is replicated in activist spaces or in social justice spaces. Yeah. Like this fear that if you're not perfect, then you will be made obsolete, that you'll be ousted from your mm-hmm. community and that you won't be valuable or that you you won't like you won't yeah, retain the inherent value whereas all of us have inherent value as we are and that's what we should be mm-hmm. kind of espousing but i think that and what's hard with all of this is that we, we're replicating these same oppressive systems within spaces that say we're in contrary to these systems but also yeah. we're doing it because i think we care a lot yeah out of love for the world yeah. because we don't want to cause harm to each other because yeah. we do want to be the best version of ourselves because we do want a world that is that is great and, and is perfect, but we're getting in our own way in getting there by yeah. like upholding these own systems within our own spaces. I think it's like, I I don't know how we can stop doing that, but I think may, a start of that is, is like, I guess, allowing space for imperfection within all these spaces, mm-hmm. like making that okay, um, making it kind of permissible. Like, um, I guess building in like kind of more transformative justice ideas and more abolitionist ideas into all of our spaces. Um, because I'm not, like also talking from a personal perspective, I think like, I feel, I feel afraid of getting things wrong all the time. Like, and mm. for many reasons, like for, part of the reason is because I obviously don't want to cause harm. Obviously, that's a huge part of the reason. Yeah. Another part of it, I think is also that I'm scared of, being harmed if I get it wrong if you know what I mean as well Mm -hmm. like yeah um, and there's also a crying baby in the background to this um so I'm sorry if you guys can hear that it's adding some high drama you know to what we're talking about um (laughs) but I've I was like I don't want to be perfect let me cry yeah yeah, for real imagine babies coming to the world like you joking I just want to like fall over and be silly and you're saying I have to know everything and be everything um <laughs> but i know i'm just saying for myself like something that i've had to try and hold on to that i find helpful is like looking mm. at like groups or like activists from the past who have not been perfect at all who have like got stuff wrong but who mm-hmm. i still think we could say that like overall they had a positive impact on the world and and that we can still see that person in the fullness of who they were like they did good stuff they did bad stuff um i find reading autobiographies really helpful for this like i found malcolm x's autobiography mm-hmm. was really helpful for me in this because he's very honest about like who he was as he grew up and lived his life and mm-hmm. did his activism and um, same as Sasha Shakur's autobiography like they just are really honest and brave in saying all they are even like a much lighter one <laughs> and not as like <laughs> high level as that is like um greedy um by um jen winston who's generous on instagram um it's like very funny it's just about bisexuality but she just like talks about her life and as more more of like a normal person who is a writer Mm. um and is honest about the stuff where they got stuff wrong and like i think that's really Mm. great and it makes me remember like oh wait a minute we are we are allowed to be full people and wait a minute like we we do get things wrong and that's fine and we don't have to hide that and in many ways actually there's a huge amount of of strength in bravery. Yeah, yeah and bravery in, in being honest about it to be honest like i really remember in my master's course um when like we had a lecture and our professors would be like I know there's someone in the audience that knows more about this topic. Mm. I'm filling in a spot. If you want me to stop at any time and you want to like take over, if I get something wrong, please correct me. And I'm going to do it like shorter and then we can have like a discussion because I, I'm not the actually the good person to do this, right? And I just like, and I feel like a lot of other people and I never experienced that, for example, in my bachelor's where I felt like the kind of where they were starting from, like some of the professors was a lot more, kind of like saw themselves, you know, obviously as superior um, and kind of like had to portray this like perfect image of knowing everything, right? Which 
many people don't, whatever vocation you are in or whatever space you're in, we, we usually don't know everything, right? Which is beautiful mm. because that fosters community. But um, I don't know, for me, it was such like, I'd never thought it would make them less creditable. Actually, I felt mm. like because I knew when they did really talk about their passions, their knowledge, I was like, wow, I trust you so much because you're so honest when you don't know something. And I think this is something also that in, you know, like, on like an interpersonal level we should foster so much more like why is it yeah. why are we being shamed for like saying i don't know this you know can you mm -hmm. explain or or let me like go back let me read about it i come back we can have a a, a group discussion right rather than like mm -hmm. sometimes we just i feel like just go to like um we we throw something into the discussion where we feel comfortable but mm -hmm. doesn't actually have anything to do with what we're actually talking about and it's just like this like well i want to uphold the image that i have like you know a good answer to everything or something yeah. like this and it's like well it doesn't actually do anything for this collective right now and i feel like in our social movements mm. you know i mean both of us were involved with xr before and like you know thinking i mean i i know that i learned so much in being in those in that mm. space and you know, from like a personal level to like a lot about like actions and actually like organizing and stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, also, I think, I guess, having the courage to say at some point, and you know what, like, I do think we need to change. And for me, it doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, that's not the space anymore. Um, a big criticism that I had about XR was we always use the same tactic and because it worked. And then you kind of think, oh, OK, mm -hmm. this is the perfect thing now. Like, let's always do it, you know, and it didn't work. And mm -hmm. um, and. And there wasn't enough like internal criticism, internal accountability mm. processes. And I think mm. this kind of like this, like um, wanting to seem perfect on the outside, yeah. sometimes actually, yeah, like like you said earlier, creates more harm and definitely creates more harm, you know, to other people, um, especially when like there should be processes that um, tackle certain things. And so, mm. yeah, actually it seems like perfectionism doesn't do anything good like you know yeah, I, I i think what, what you're saying about your um the professor who like is open with like oh yeah mm -hmm. i don't know everything i fucking love that because yeah. one of the main ways i think that like capitalism is replicated or the systems within capitalism is replicated in our even movement spaces is yeah this fear of like saying that you don't know everything mm. because then you won't be useful in your position that you're holding or that it will show that you it's almost this idea that you have to have like you have to be the one product mm -hmm. who knows everything like yeah, yeah I like you ha like I can't show that I don't know everything because then I will no, no longer be the the best product yeah <laughs> which yeah. is so weird like like you're not so hierarchical yeah you're not credible enough anymore people I don't know people's face we need, we need like goes yeah, away we don't need lead we don't need like like loads of we don't need like a leader what we need is like a leader full movement like mm. that all of us are leaders all of us lead in different ways yeah all of us can like be interchangeable in different spaces and we allow other people in um but there is this like yeah this scarcity mindset of like mm -hmm. oh if i yeah. if i'm not yeah if i if i if i'm not everything then i won't be anything mm -hmm. or that i'll lose my space um but then then i guess the focus is like not on the, the stuff it should be focused on yeah, I guess it's just a lot of abstraction because I do, in some way, I hold a lot of grace for these thoughts because, mm -hmm. like we said earlier, it comes, out, I think, out of a deep love of wanting to be better, not better as like a hierarchical, but like we want to change things for the better. And I think yeah. this is a, um, a courageous thing to believe and like want to act upon and holding ourselves to really high standard um, I mean, I think we both talked about this before in other episodes, you know, where kind of like around like individual changes, all of these things can be motivating, but also can super, be super destructive. But mm -hmm. as like our collective wanting to be the best ver versions, you know, again, can can be harmful, but also is actually so beautiful that we want to be mm -hmm. better than the world that we grew up in and, you know, kind of change all of these narratives. It's just it's really fucking hard to unlearn everything that you've been taught growing up and that you know you're also fighting against um and putting that constantly into practice and I guess sometimes we're better at that and other days maybe we're not and like giving ourselves I guess maybe kind of this um understanding of like at least we're fucking trying you know yeah like 
okay, today I really beat myself up for this or we we did like a shit job at this point, you know, and we thought we were perfect, but obviously we're not. But, you know, at least like we're trying and like going forward, like let me Mm. not hold myself or other people to such a high standard. Um, But also let's recognize that like it is coming from such, well, hopefully a good place, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important for us to like to to tackle these ideas and not just let them stew because... Mm. I think perfectionism is also so inherently connected to burnout because like this idea that if we are just better than the world, like, like that we as an individual was just better than everything wouldn't be as it is now. Or like, Mm. or that I can change everything that, or that if only I worked harder then everything would be better. Like it's just a recipe for burnout. Like it really is because we as individuals can't just change. We can't, we haven't. It's, it's, it's this like thing you can hold it in both hands. It's like as individuals, we have power and we can change things, mm. but as an individual, I can't change everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. and like, it's about trying to hold those two things at the same time. Mm. It's like still wanting to act like we have the ability to change everything whilst realizing that as an individual, if I try and change everything on my own, then mm. I'm going to burn out and, and it's not going to be good. And it's going to actually be the opposite of what we should be, doing as people which is caring for ourselves as well um and I find holding those two two things so hard like Mm -hmm. it's really hard because it's so easy to fall into that like mindset of like oh I I just need like oh what am I doing with my life what am I doing Mm -hmm. and it's like what am I doing with my life what's the point of of having joy when all this other stuff is happening on like what's the point in yeah in doing stuff that seems frivolous when all of this is going on when actually that is also essential too. And that's possibly again where community comes in, but also intergenerational learning comes in because it's looking at the people who've come before us and mm. thinking like, how have they dealt with this? I do like quickly on that point, because I think intergenerational mm. thing is like super interesting. But before quickly, like what you were just saying, kind of about this, like, you know, this like individual blah, blah, blah. I do feel like also because of like everything you know, around like kind of uh, capitalism and like these narratives also like through patriarchy and all of these things. um, We are kind of taught that everything has to be like a quick fix, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and so I do like, even when you look Mm -hmm. at, I don't know, certain things, maybe now this whole like wellness bullshit of, you know, you have to like in three days, you have to, I don't know, have learned like, I don't know, you know, you've, you have to have read like 50 books or you have to have, I don't know, done a certain thing in like less than 30 days to have completely transformed mm. your life, right? These quick fixes for perfectionism as well are, you know, I mean, dehumanizing in one way. And also, again, I mean, a lot of times rooted in probably like ableism, pet phobia, you mm. know, patriarchal white supremacist standards and certainly tied to capitalism. And I do wonder how, you know, like, of course we have internalized that so much, but so... Yeah, I do also like wonder how, you know, in our movements, obviously, sometimes we're like, why, like, but we've worked on this, like, why hasn't it like been done yet? And like, I thought we were like doing so well, you know, and and recognizing that perfectionism is linked to also these quick fixes, which is, you know, and we talk about this so much, like it doesn't work, especially around climate justice, around mm-hmm. long term struggles. And that's also really fucking hard to realize. I think this like, OK, so I can't be perfect and it has to happen in a long term process you know, where it's mm. actually beyond me and all of these things. Mm. And it's like, okay, so we're facing a lot of complexity that it's just sometimes really hard for us to hold when we don't have good support yeah. around us, right? Um, mm. Yeah. And, and and I guess maybe that could make us fall into like, the fear is that that would make people fall into like pessimism of like, that's why I find it hard to talk about because it's like holding those two things in both hands is that we do have the ability to change things, but as individuals, we can't change everything. But that doesn't mean that we should fall into pessimism or fall into an idea that we don't do anything. Because, like, I think Domi, I'm going to quote this badly again, my friend Domi Palmer, who's a brilliant activist, um, wrote an article for Shadow Mag recently. And in it, um, she was saying that, like, optimism isn't this idea that, like, everything's going to be grand or that, like, you're naive to what's the reality of things. It's just, it gives you something to hold on to. With, through the awareness of everything that's going on. I've definitely not like, kind of butchered that, but um, you can go over to read her article mm-hmm. in Shadow and you'll, you'll be able to read about it. Um, 
but that's what it is and that, that's why i think again we need community like that's what we can hold on to like that's what can give us the optimism is like there are other people that can take that are working mm-hmm. on this too and there are other people who can take this load when it feels too heavy for me um and there are other people who will show me that like perfectionism isn't real and actually but that but that's fine because i still love these people who aren't perfect like and that's why i think that is important as well as in in realizing ourselves that we are also lovable is like the people that you love also won't mm-hmm. be perfect and so and if they are worthy of love then then so are we even if we're not perfect but it's so um, weird right oh joe's joe's giving a no, face no but it's so weird right because i feel like sometimes when i um had this idea of someone else being perfect i was actually so intimidated by them and like, oh, like, and I think this is, you know, this is clearly where I dehumanize them because, you know, where like in some way I wanted, I had this image of them and I wanted to be that and that intimidated me. And that's so much mm. rooted, you know, in, yeah. I mean, for example, like, I feel like it happened to me with maybe like other women, which is clearly rooted in misogyny, you know, mm. and mm. this kind of like, um, you know, competition of like, well, we should all be perfect, but actually when you're perfect, like your thread, you know, and it's, it's like, and it's just like yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. playing uh, each other, like, yeah, like, we're always like in battle against each other rather than, you know, maybe like using our power and like connecting each other against the forces that we should actually be against, right? That like construct these narratives in the first yeah, place. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's super weird. Um, but you also said something about like intergenerational uh, things earlier. And I wonder how you feel like that in intergenerational spaces maybe, or if you feel like you have to be more perfect as a young person in activist spaces? I I actually feel like I don't have... To, I feel like it's much easier not to be perfect in inter- yeah. intergenerational spaces. Like when I'm organising with people who are from different generations or if I'm talking to like a friend who's an activist who's like in a much different generation to me, I feel so much less mm. pressure to be perfect. Yeah. It's in the spaces with other young people yeah. that like the sweat breaks out on the brow <laughs> cute <laughs> and and the, the stress of like oh is more mm. present in those spaces than in other spaces and that has shown me that maybe like we are creating that environment more and that maybe mm. like we can learn from other generations who who haven't created those environments in the same way and and yeah. and that's why I, I mean I think in so many different ways intergenerational learning is so important, but I do really think that when it comes to like perfectionism and especially to burnout, like we can learn so so much from the generations who've been doing this for so much longer yeah. than us and before us. Yeah, I know for sure. I think I mean that's the thing, right? Like maybe they've gone through those spaces before, and they're like, well, you know, long term, like it doesn't it doesn't work, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I I, I have. I feel like I have experienced that the same kind of where um, in intergenerational spaces, because also maybe the different tactics that I use that are not always this high energy burst or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just like, and like people were a lot more open about the um, learning journeys that they have had over their lives. Um, I think maybe that also contributes to it of like, whereas like as young, as younger people, you know, we haven't had such a long learning curve. I mean, mm. we have, and quite intense also for many of us, but, you know, um, yeah, maybe we are not, and this is super sad, like, you know, like maybe we should be able to, like, be more reflexive and, like, loudly reflexive, like, hey, like, you know, I I had, like, a lot of great people who invested in me, and, like, I've mm. definitely unlearned so much, you know, mm. stuff. Um, and, like, actually, like, I mean that's like super good right like I'm so glad I did like and so mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah I mean being able to also own up to that of being like okay like you know I mean thank god I unlearned these things rather than thinking of myself as perfect is mm-hmm. something I feel like that um my friends or comrades who are like older do a lot better mm-hmm. um and I think that this is the thing is we're not saying that like maybe you are I don't think you are though. <laughs> I'm not saying that um, the old generation or like a different generation is like the superior generation or like two I things mean, come better. On. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I think what we're saying is that we can all learn from each other. Like, I think there are so many things that from the older generation is perfect. <laughs> 
like I think there are so many things that we that, that we can mm. the younger generation can teach the older generation. And I think there are so many different things for sure that the older generation can teach the younger generation. It's not just a one way thing, you know. Like it's a it's going both ways. I feel like we could keep on talking about this topic forever and like there's so many more thoughts that I know we both like kind of have around how perfectionism maybe uh, manifests very differently in different spaces um, you know around maybe language maybe of values maybe of body images and all of these different things like I think that's mm -hmm. like a yeah there's enough perfectionism in the world or well call for perfectionism that we could talk about this endlessly but I feel like, mm. I don't know, I really like enjoyed this talk. I really like learned already a lot, kind of just like new perspectives, bringing our different perspectives together. I've also just, I've missed like recording podcast episodes because actually it gets my brain going yeah. like in like a really yeah. fun way. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, like I think especially because I now am like quite, I love, it's been great having time to like rest and relax from burnout yeah. and that's been really important. Um, but I haven't been having these sort of conversations as much mm -hmm. as we used to all the time when we both lived in Edinburgh. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Like, She's constantly. like, let's just get a coffee for like 10 minutes, two hours later. Two hours later. So how do we change the system? <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss that. I'm, I do like miss the times when we just like sit in coffee yeah. shops and chat for hours about all this stuff and try and work these ideas out because that's yeah. the best way to do it, I think, is through conversation mm -hmm. and community and connections and in relationships. Um, so yeah, it's been really great to chat again and i hope yeah. that all of you listening like continue this conversation in your own spaces whether mm -hmm. it's with yourself whether it's like journaling it out and working it out um mm -hmm. as joe said there's so much more that we could talk about around like especially around like ableism and fat phobia mm -hmm. and perfectionism connects to that but maybe we'll do another episode on that some other time um but i just want everyone to remember that like it's it we want to it's okay to change your opinion on things and it's okay mm -hmm. to grow and it's okay to to admit that you were wrong. Please do um, it. Please, please do. <laughs> please. Um, yeah. But also, like, it's really brave to try and put your ideas out there and your thoughts mm -hmm. out there about things. Um, and, yeah. like, it's possible to honour that bravery and also, like, hold ourselves to some sort of standard of, like, oh, it's okay if I got that wrong. You know, we can mm -hmm. do those, those things together. I mean, I even think how with this podcast, Joe, like, sometimes I think about old episodes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And I'm just like when I see people like <laughs> listening to the first episode and I'm like, oh please. please. <laughs> or like most of the early episodes isn't they're not even like they're not, they're not bad. even bad. Yeah, like it's just it's just, it's just because like we have grown like more and yeah. we will grow. And like I think that there is a bravery in us putting those out, you know, and like and us having yeah. done that. Like even this episode now, I look forward to listening to it in like 10 years, I don't know, 10 years, that's a long time, in a few years and being like, oh, that's cute. Girl, what do you mean in 10 years? Like next month we'll be like, um, are you sure we can release this? Like, I feel like we could have no. like changed like one thing. Like this is always us. So this, this, yeah. is, this is truly always us, which is, <laughs> and which I find hard, especially like as, like as a writer, like I find that hard because like putting your words down, like mm -hmm. I know, I just know that they're gonna, that things are gonna end up being like, outdated which is brilliant like i think it's really cool yeah. that things are going to change so much that what i've said will eventually be obsolete like that's what you what, what we should want from our work yeah i remember actually in this talk with um angela v davis and adrian marie brown and adrian marie brown said like you know there's things that i critique today from people in the past i'm you know maybe i'm coming up with new words with new ideas please challenge them i want them to be obsolete in mm. the future because i i want us to have grown and moved on from the things that we are critiquing right now and i love that so much you know yes. like this honesty of like well i'm building on something that's come before me but mm. please change it in the future because i don't want it to be stagnant and like mm -hmm. i don't know i just i think about this a lot where i'm like wow i uh, yeah I love this approach. I want mm. to, you know, practice that as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Like, um, Adrian actually says in, in Pleasure Activism as well, at the start of it, um, they also were saying how, like, oh, I'm using these terms now because I think they're mm. the most inclusive now. I think they're there right now. But I, I recognise and I hope that the, the, the future in which you're reading this, um, that you've gone, gone beyond that. 
Like, I think that's, that's just, yeah, that's so sick. That's so that's cool. What it be. Like, yeah. that's what it should be. And we shouldn't feel like threatened by that. We should like encourage it, encourage that yeah. change. Um, but it's a, it's a journey. It's a journey. We're, both, we're all on that journey. We're trying to yeah. work it out. I want that wisdom, <laughs> you know, that wisdom to be like, <laughs> it's fine yeah. to criticize me and I won't be fragile about it. Because <laughs> I definitely can't. Yeah, be. I wish that was always true, you know, but yeah, mm. like we're working on it. So yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Um, and with that, um, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. We hope that you'll be back again for another episode. Um, and when you're listening to old episodes, you know, you can have a bit of a lull with us sometimes. <laughs> There's one episode, actually, I, th- I think about on a daily basis. Not a daily basis, Which no, I don't know that's too much. Um, it's it's in the, actually the eco-fascism, eco-fascism episode that I love. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I accidentally said universal credit when I meant universal basic income. And uh. it keeps me up at night. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this uh, is the thing. In the way that you I, say, I remember that. No, it's because you have brought this up so much. I don't think about this ever, you know. And you, this is what I, this is what I meant earlier. With like, we are our biggest critiques. Like, I probably no one even knows about this what, except for you. And what a waste of energy! <laughs> what a waste yeah. of my energy, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we all have limited energy. You've got to use it in a better way. I got to use it and stop thinking about this part. This one. <laughs> this one thing. Like, if that's um, the worst thing you've ever you're... done, hun. Like, you're doing pretty well. You know, it's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, have a great rest of your day, morning, night. I don't know what time it is where you're listening to this. Um, I hope you've enjoyed having me and Joe in your ears. Um, I've been Michaela Loach. You can find me on Instagram at Michaela Loach. And I've been Josephine Becker. And I'm Trees and Peace on Instagram and Josephine Becker on Twitter. And uh, shout out to the wonderful. For doing all the sound magic and stuff. And you can follow the Yikes podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's at the Yikes pod, I yep. think. Um, <laughs> and please, if you enjoy this episode, give it a rating on Spotify. You can now rate it. And what was really lovely is that even on our break, when we didn't realize this was a thing, um, like quite a few people, like I think seven, like 70 people mm. gave it five stars. Yeah. What legends. Um, which is really sweet considering that we didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and on Apple Podcasts, um, please do give us a review. It helps the podcast reach more people. The more reviews, the more people we can reach, the more people who hopefully um, can be radicalized. <laughs> <laughs> big words. Um, big words. Big, <laughs> big, big words indeed. Um, But thank you for listening and we'll see you in a couple weeks in another episode. Bye. Once again, thank you so much to Greenpeace for sponsoring this episode and supporting the Yikes podcast. And remember to go to greenpeace.org.uk to support their current campaigns. (laughs) 